Hey there, this is What Are You Up To with Alex and Hojip. Welcome. If this is the first episode you're listening to, I would advise you to pause this right now, scroll down and click on the first episode and then catch up with us. But if you don't want to do that, this is where Alex and I simply catch up with our high school friends and see what they're up to today. I'm Hojip, as always, and with me is the genie to my Aladdin because the only way to get his attention is to rub on him. Alex. Hey, come on, man. Everybody likes a good rub. Can't, can't okay. complain about that. Okay. Um, how's it going? How's it going, Hojip? How are you? I'm good. Uh, I just came back from playing some screen golf, virtual golf with my dad. And my score, I got 26 over par. So I guess golf is just not my thing. Well, it's okay. You can't, you can't be good at anything, right? So... topless there alex what did you just i'm very topless right now is it just too hot there or no i've just uh, adopted a new philosophy where i just don't want to wear shirts anymore um you know they they sort of sort of get in the way try it out man you know it's um it's a good it's a good feeling you know it's uh liberating all right shut the fuck up um Brent, we have a little different episode um alex was not able to attend this episode because i don't know what do you remember what you were doing i think you were you were getting some beauty sleep in is that right mm, yeah, yeah that and you you decided to you know uh book the meeting with book the podcast at like 4 a.m in the morning because you were like ah come on it's fine <laughs> okay the, the the two guests we have today are two people who are older than us. I personally look up to them. One guy has a podcast of his own, and the other guy is really good at video games. So here we go. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Alex, Alex is uh the time differences is insane. So he it's like six a.m. for him right now. So he's not awake. So it's just oh, us yeah. three. Oh, I see. But he didn't mind it because he, he admits that he's not the closest with you guys. So. Yeah, I don't really. I've never really talked to him. Yeah, I just know he was my neighbor once. <laughs> yeah, we were. Co, we were neighbors. Yeah. And Alex also. Oh. Da- Alex also. Dated. I just activated Siri by saying "serious." Siri, go away. <laughs> also, Alex uh, dated Nina for a bit, so I know that. Yeah, dude, that would have been so awkward. Yeah, but it was like in middle school, though. Yeah, I know. They were probably smashing. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the first time I met you guys. Harry, I think the first time was in interim, right? We were on the Beijing one, the jump. I don't remember this at all. Yeah, it was you, people <laughs> in your grade. It was you, Caleb, Louise, Lele. And then in my grade, it was me, Caitlin Tsai, Seth, Nuna, it was, all, it was the siblings. Oh, true. Don't drag me, bro. I was weird in high school. <laughs> Weren't we all? I think Carl was weird, too. Yeah, Carl was super still weird, weird man. So it's like, not much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, for real, though, like, I think that I've, like, honestly, like, I think I've blocked out 
just like the not like bad memories from high school but high school for me was honestly so boring that i think i just i've completely like forgotten most of it then i remember carl no i don't remember the first time i met carl but i do remember one time when i was just like i think i was outside the school it was like right outside the gate on Pongyang road and then mm-hmm. um i was just sitting down and then i got off the phone with my mom and then i was just sitting on the ground and carl was like yo what the, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> and, I, and but by this point though we were already kind of friends and then carl's just like what the fuck are you doing and i said oh i was just uh i just like got off the phone with my mom and then i didn't have i think all my plans for hanging out that day like broke up and so he was just like come with us and hang out with us <laughs> what the fuck? and then he was like, "Yeah, but if you're gonna if you're gonna be bitchy like that again, I'm gonna throw you away like your friends did." <laughs> you're a weird person, man. I don't even recognize that person. That's just no, I, but you. But no, you're really nice. No, I remember like the first couple times I met you, you were just like always in the group, hanging out, and you're just funny. And I guess yeah, I you're just, a sociable I guy, bro. Hoja, where your room is? You look very you look very studious, man. This is my dad's study room. Is that a refrigerator behind you or is that a it yeah. looks like a Yeah. It's a kimchi refrigerator, bro. Dude, it looks like it oh doesn't it look God. like a phone. It looks like the back of like a Samsung phone. Yeah, I was really confused. I was like, if it's not a refrigerator, then what is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, so Harry, what are you what are you up to right now? You mean like what am I up to like uh like career wise? Sure, yeah. Um, so I'm graduating from Medill School of Journalism, I'm finishing that up. And then on, on top of that, I've been doing this podcast um, where I'm just talking to like restaurant owners and chefs and other people in the service industry about just kind of like what COVID has been like for them. Like, you know, it's really become more of like, how are they transitioning out of COVID? Like what, what, what kind of new business ventures and ideas are they putting in place? Because it looks like it looks like for the restaurant scene, it's going to be really, really different for a long time. Like it's going to be kind of yeah. I listened to a few of them. I listened to the one with um, Stephen Pan. That one. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a family friend of mine, actually. He's from. He's from Shanghai. I didn't realize that he was from Shanghai. Yeah, he's from Shanghai. He actually has. If you guys, if or when you guys go back, like uh, I think that the the restaurant that he's a part owner of, Sichuan Citizen, it's one of my favorite restaurants in the city. It's so good. Yeah, when you said that, I thought you meant in Chicago, and I no, that's what that's what's actually been cool about uh, this project too. Is like um, I've talked to somebody from like Australia, uh, obviously some people from Shanghai, um, some people from all over the place. So that's been cool to just get like an international perspective. Yeah. Um, outside of the podcast, though, I've also been like freelance writing for this uh, website over here called Berkeley Side. They do uh-huh. like eBay, uh, stuff. And they have like they have a food vertical called Berkeley Side Nosh, which has been fun. Also, like that's paid, so that's nice too. It's like oh, nice. you know, decent amount per article, which is nice. And then I'm also like uh, a volunteer at Frontline Foods. Basically, like they're they're like this organization. <clears throat> they're trying to like help independent restaurants, but also like feed frontline hospital workers who are like battling coronavirus. Oh, yeah. So I'm volunteering for them as kind of like their uh, human interest stories reporter. So just doing a bunch of work for them. What about you, Carl? Uh, for me, I'm still working at Trunk Club, and what's the? Like, that's the you're doing. You're still doing the customer service thing. Yeah. So, like, actually, Trunk Club was like bought by Nordstrom, and then like we're supposed to transition into Nordstrom, but with COVID nineteen happening, yeah, like 
that's been put on hold and we've just been working from home for like the last two months. And, and then the other part, I was part of the psychology lab in Loyola. Yeah. And I was looking actually to like apply to a couple other psychology labs and it just fell through because of coronavirus. Really? Like no one's hiring. So mm. I'm just going to have to wait to like get a position at psychology lab that's uh, paid. But um, yeah, man, all like coronavirus has just put Dude, everything on hold. It's so, like, I can't bro, do anything. Think, think about, think about how, how, um, so the, Carl, bro, the last time I saw you was like pre COVID, right? Yeah. What was that like? three months ago yeah no exactly man bro think still, about like, how much has changed in three months <laughs> so crazy and there's like no future like i'm looking like okay when am i gonna be able to apply to a psych lab it's uh, like next year maybe or it's in two so years. uncertain honestly yeah no one knows and also with the happen. also with the whole protest going on as well i don't think the virus is gonna die down anytime no, it's soon. gonna spike again really hard i mean yeah. you know it's like, it's important. Like, I don't think anything should be taking away from the focus of like what's going on right now. Cause I mean, I think America is honestly like long overdue all the sins of the past, especially against the black community in the U S it's like, yeah, that shit is going to catch up to you at some point and it's going to be ugly. So like, you know, yeah, it's going to happen, but yeah, I mean like the coronavirus is going to spike like really freaking hard. There's going to be serious contact tracing problem in the States right now because Vegas, they open all their casinos and they didn't track anything. So, dude, again, it's so stupid. I mean, uh, how whatever, was... Mr. Korea. Yeah, we had do really well with cases. No, well, we were, but then Korea we, spiked again, right? We hit a few bumps because some idiot went clubbing. I mean, we we still had everything open. We just had uh, everyone was cautious. Everyone was wearing masks. But then oh. some idiot, you know, the week the, there was a week of Children's Day. There's that yeah. week. Some dude went clubbing who had symptoms, but went clubbing anyways. Oh my God. And then when clubbing day one, he went clubbing. Then he went vacationing around like the Eastern part of the country, like bouncing from city to city. Then day six and seven went clubbing again. And so that entire week he went to this city called, this part of the city called Itaewon, where it's like a lot of foreigners go. It's fucked up because that entire week, people who who were in Itaewon that entire week, they had to go to the uh, hospital to get checked. And then, oh, what's scary and what probably would never happen in the States is that the government tracked every single person who was in Itaewon that week through their cell phone, through the cell phone pinging towers. And they tracked down their name, their social security number, birth date, and they sent them a text, an alert to go to the hospital to get checked. Oh. And it and it ended up being like ten thousand people or something like that. Oh my god! Oh my and god, it was people dude. who was who wasn't even in. It was just anyone who was in that area at that week. And so That's one of my and so That's one of my friends exactly. So then one of my friends was having lunch and she stopped by a Baskin Robbins in Itaewon during that week and she got a ping from her cell phone to go get checked. Holy shit! Oh man! <clears throat> Isn't that insane? That would never happen in the states. Bro, that's crazy. Like, think, bro, think about, like, okay, like, realistically, everybody's saying, like, you know, there's not going to be a readily available, publicly available, circulated vaccine yeah, for, no. like I don't know, years. two, three years, four years, five years. What the fuck? I'm going to be 30. Yeah, <laughs> I know. What? Like, no, bro, no. I think, I scientists, I think scientists have already come to, the, come to face the fact that we're going to have to live with this. Like, like we just deal with the AIDS and stuff. Deal with yeah. the AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trying to nope at America, dude. What, what about, uh, what about, yeah. Where are you trying to go, Carl? 
Yeah, come to Korea. Where am I know. trying to go? <laughs> Dude, I actually haven't put any thought into this, but I don't know. Maybe Canada. Cause it's Let's so go close. to New Zealand. You see New Zealand? Dude, New Ze- yeah. Yeah. Zero, yeah, no cases. Zero, zero cases. Zero cases for 17 days. That's, That's amazing. Honestly, if yeah, I was man. one of these countries that had, if I was one of these countries that had zero cases, I would, I would tell the rest of the world, you're never allowed to come into my country ever. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're here, you're not leaving or you're not coming back. Like, this is it. Honestly. This is it. It's going to be like in those apocalyptic movies where they're like, we got to go to California. That's where <laughs> yeah. that's like the same place. It's going to be New Zealand. <laughs> should, dude, this is I Am Legend, bro. Like, this literally happened. Carl, it's a sick gaming chair, bro. Yeah, I, so. I was going to comment about that. When did you get that? Did you have that the whole time? No, I got it like three months ago. Oh, so pre-COVID? Are you back in Chicago right now? Yeah, I'm back in Chicago oh, now. I'm coming back soon, by the way. Yeah, when... When is soon? <laughs> I think like two weeks. Okay, got it. Nice. Yeah, I was wondering. I was. I told Alvaro, I was like, dude, I think Harry's just gonna stay in uh, California. For, no, like, fuck that. <laughs> why? Why did you? Why did you go out there in the first place? I mean, when the when COVID like happened, right? I that was like spring break week for me. That was right between quarter three and quarter four for my graduate school program, and I had a trip planned to go to. Uh, me and my little sister, our spring breaks lined up because she goes to university too. We were going to go to Bali together. Adriana? Yeah. And oh. so COVID shut down, you know, all international flights <clears throat> to Bali at the time. And we we're like, oh shit. That was, so this is before, this is probably like two weeks before the NBA got canceled, which is like, yeah. you know, shit got real for most people. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like two or, th- two or three weeks before then, me and our general were like, oh my God, like this is like a really serious thing. Like this is going to hit the US for sure, 100%. But then we 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 um we were like okay well well if we can't do international like maybe we can still go somewhere in the U.S. for spring break so we found these really cheap tickets to Hawaii because you know COVID had like drove down all the airplane uh, air ticket prices and we we're like fuck it that sounds awesome let's go to Hawaii so I go to L.A. because she's in Southern California to basically pick her up she has to to uh, kind of um like gather her shit move out kind of right. Um, yeah, but that was because of COVID. I'm going to get into yeah. that. So I, I, the original plan was for me to come to L.A., kind of pick her up, hang her around, around, around L.A. for a couple of days because I know some friends in Southern California, and then fly to Hawaii, come back, you know, and, and the rest would have been history. But, you know, COVID happened like, like the day before I was set to fly out to L.A. So all this shit is happening. My parents are calling me panicking. We're having like three-hour-long conversations about like, I don't even know if you should fucking go to LA because at this time, like we didn't know anything about COVID. We, we didn't know if like air travel was like safe or not. I didn't know if I was going to be like infecting everybody like this, like, you know, like 20 people, but just by taking this flight, eventually I decided like, okay, I'm going to go to the airport. If I see it's like really, really busy, I can't like social or social distance. Then I'm just going to go home back to Chicago. I get to the airport in uh, uh, at O'Hare in Chicago. It is the most empty airport I've ever seen in my life. There's nobody there. It was apocalyptic. Scary. But I was like, all right, cool. So, I mean, I guess I'll go. So I go there and my sister, my sister like texts me when I'm there and she's like, I don't know what the fuck is happening right now. Chapman University, they, they basically keep spamming us with these emails, strongly, you know, implying that if we don't leave, they're going to kick us out. And I'm like, oh fuck, like where can you put your stuff? And she's like, I have no idea. So we find like she has a family friend in the area in Southern California uh, we scrambled to like move all of our shit out in literally 24 hours into our f- family friend's place. Yeah. At this point, LA is a fucking ghost town. Nothing's happening. And then we get 
uh, a message from like the mayor or no, sorry, the governor of Hawaii saying all incoming travelers do not come right now. Like this shit is serious. We need to lock this shit down. And then this is the night before we're going to fly out to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So the timing kind of actually worked out because if we had flown out and then got trapped there, I don't know what would happen. So then we're like, okay, well shit, the, the, our plans have been canceled for us. There's it's out of our control. And I was like, what are you going to do? And she was like, my, my sister was like, I don't really know. Like, I don't have anywhere else to go. I don't have, I can't go back to my dorm. And, you know, obviously like our parents live in Shanghai. We can't like go home. Um, and I was like, you can come back to Chicago with me. And she's like, no, I want my, like my own space. Cause I live in a studio. Um, and the other option was for her to come up here to uh, the East Bay area up in Northern California. Cause we are aunts and uncles up here. And me thinking like, I wasn't even thinking like, I'm, I'm going to take care of my sister. I was just like, I don't want to quarantine alone. That shit sucks. Like <laughs> all of my friends in Chicago yeah. were gone. Carl, Carl, you had left at that point. Ben had gone home. And I was like, bro, I literally don't want to just like live by myself. And like, honestly, not even be able to grocery shop. Like that would fuck, that doesn't sound fun at all. So I was like, fuck it. Like I'll just come up here too. Cause like they have enough space. Like thankfully. How long were you away from, did you go back to Arizona, Carl? Or where were you? When, no, I went to Indiana to my parents' house, but that's, that's you were in was... Indiana and you never called me, bro. No, it's the Fort Wayne area. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a two-hour, three-hour drive. Well, yeah. when did you get to Korea, Hojip? Like late uh, April. You, you're talking about your whole trip thing. Me, Alex Carlson, Ellen Kim, and oh, Sarah Alex. Smith. All four of us. We're planning to fly over to San Francisco for like a spring break trip, and this was planned in like January, maybe even before. Yeah. And so we had that all planned for spring break because Alex and I, my uh, spring break lined up, luckily, and Sarah was um, done with school, and Ellen Kim had uh, she could take time off that week too. So we all planned to go to San Francisco. So that the entire spring break, now it's getting, the COVID thing is kind of getting worse and getting serious in the States. But the week before we were supposed to fly out, Alex was already in vacation with his, with his um, grad friends because he was in North Carolina for the semester and they were in Texas doing like their own little spring break a week before. And then this shit hit seriously in California, like you said, in LA and San Francisco and we we're supposed to fly out to LA, meet there, hang out for a few days, and then drive up to San Francisco. So then the day before we're, I'm supposed to fly out, Alex is like, I'm not going to go to LA. <laughs> and he's like, because of the coronavirus. And deep inside, I was like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. But then I was just like, why do you have to say that the, the night before? So I was battling it. Should I go or should I not? Because Ellen was already in the air flying. Oh my god. Because she was flying from Hong Kong. And so me, Alex, and Sarah were like, Yeah, Sarah wasn't gonna go. She hadn't even bought tickets. And I still was debating if I should go because I didn't want to leave Ellen there alone. But then I got a call from my parents saying, Don't go. And so I so I decided not to go. And then Ellen is livid. She lands and she sees all the texts and she's like, What the fuck, guys? Damn, cut a trip short. Holy but she God, was like, crazy. like you said, if you feel, if you if you're in the air going to Hawaii, that was Ellen's situation for like 14 yeah. hours. In the time she was in the air, it just got like exponentially worse. How crazy is that? <clears throat> like, like thinking back to those days, like what you just said, it put me back in that in that time where it was like, 
Dude, it seemed like the entire world was changing every. <clears throat> yeah, like yeah, it was like a it was like a trade deadline update thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> what was going to drop? Wasnarowski just update, update, update. <laughs> I, I I honestly think when we look back on this in like ten years, hopefully if we're like fucking alive, I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen anymore. Right. Like if we look back on this in ten years, I think we're gonna think about that as like probably the craziest twenty four hours of our life. Yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. I think so Dude, I remember getting the news of the NBA. Dude, I think this year, 2020, <clears throat> has been the year I've been on my phone the most. And honestly, not for, like, social media or anything, but for, like, these fucking news updates. Like, it seems like every month so far, something so catastrophic has happened that, like, I can't stop checking my phone. Like, yeah, Kobe yeah. Kobe died. I think I was on my phone for, like, 24 hours. Dude, and, I, that, and that seems like it was last year now. It seems it like it was so yeah. long ago. That was, like, four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> insane well we just hit june it's the middle of 2020 and it's and it already, like 2020 has lasted forever exactly yeah get me out get me out it's just there's nothing to do also like every time i'm like oh let me try and like get a positive out of this situation i'm like what yeah. can i do go for a walk on the street <laughs> i'm like yeah man that's the best thing i can do right now and then uh, Dude, you're right that's that's the shittiest part about it it's like in the past like you know we're all young guys like i feel like once we reach a certain age as a guy you feel like you you can take agency of kind of like your life you know like something's not going right you can do something about it or you can do something else you you know you feel shitty you can like hang out with your friends or you can like go out or or play video games or whatever you want to do and now it's like you really can't do any of that yeah you literally can't do anything i won't do anything you can't even plan for the future like i'll be i'll be on linkedin i'll be on linkedin looking at these jobs and it's like as I'll apply anyways, but I don't think half of them are like, they're not even hiring anymore. And that job's basically like a dead end. Exactly. Yeah. But that, that is a sweet game, Jerry Carl. Oh, thanks dude. <laughs> Yo, what, um, what kind of shows have you guys been watching? I'm watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, I'm sick. on season three now and it is good. It's hilarious. But while, Larry is increasingly fucking annoying me now. <laughs> he's bugging me. Like, he's literally testing my patience. Why? He's such an idiot. He's so such, an idiot. <laughs> like, such an idiot. Like, oh, what did I recently watch? When he... No, but also the, the people around him are fucking idiots, too. Yeah. Like, when, when he's out driving and he sees Wanda Sykes getting taken out of the wall. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I see that. I noticed that tush from anywhere. Tush, Why yeah. would you say that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is Why that is an incredible episode, by the way. Why would you say that? Honestly, like, I don't throw this word around a lot, but he's a comedic genius. Like, everything yeah. everything is perfect. The timing, <laughs> like, the jokes. The timing, like, everything, it comes full circle. It all hilarious. comes full circle. The writing is so good. <laughs> That's all improv, too, by the way. Really? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. overall, it's... I I used to watch like maybe three episodes a day to, before I go to bed, and now I can only deal with one before <laughs> I go absolutely insane. What, I what just got to on? the. Oh, I, I was gonna add on with Kirby enthusiasm because I'm also marathoning it. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> but I just got to the end of season six, and the addition of Leon. It's in, the, amazing, dude! It's literally the most perfect like addition to any TV show. I'm like, this is perfect for larry david i think it happens in like season four or five hojip you're coming up oh, yeah. to it. i've also been uh i'm on the last episode of the last dance documentary though where you been you haven't finished it Dude, i didn't yeah, i didn't start it because 
Um, I was watching another documentary series, the F1, the Formula One one. Oh, I've been watching. Oh that yeah, I've heard that's good. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. The Formula One is not bad, but then it got tedious, and so I stopped watching that. And I said, "Let's." I want to, you know, learn about Michael Jordan. Who is this guy? Do you guys ever think about? So this is something I've been thinking about recently, though. Just because I feel like everybody's been like questioning their privilege and shit, like checking themselves. And oh stuff. yeah. I've been oh, thinking yeah. about like, I if you go to Concordia, you're 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 probably from you're from like a wealthy family. You just let's just put it straight up. You know, yeah. like, that's, that's just the fact. And but also like we never we never experience any of these kinds of like out. I, I would say like we never experience like outward problems as far as like uh, like social hierarchies in Concordia, right? As far as like um, weird like bullying or anything like that. Yeah, no. Uh-huh. But now that I think back on it. Like there was so much, there was so much weirdness. I think underneath the surface, as far as looking down on people and separating yourself in terms of you know whether it's like academic performance. Like I think that's a big thing at Concordia, where um, I think some of like the families that put a higher place on, uh, uh, they put a higher priority on academic performance. They look down on other families that like don't care about that shit that much, um, or just don't like. It's just not as much of an emphasis. Like I can speak for me and Carl. Like you know we got caught smoking weed <laughs> and, <laughs> and we were just generally just like in high we, school. Yeah. 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 We, I think we were you, me and like our, some of our friends like we were generally just known as kids who like probably like weren't going to like make it very far. You know like, what I mean? Fu- I, I like fucked like, around. We, yeah. Everybody always looked at us that way. And um, like, I definitely could feel like there's some weird classes shit at Concordia. Our school, ha- our, our school focused a lot on sports too, which was kind of weird. For a school yeah. that emphasized so much on academics. And for a school that kind of sucks at sports. I was just exactly. about to say, exactly. like, the worst at sports. Yeah. <laughs> Hojo, were you on the soccer team with me when we got last? No, I wasn't. You keep saying that, but I wasn't. <laughs> you hung around the team so much, bro. I was in eighth grade at the time. Yeah, but you hung around all the time. I thought you were on the team. But, so, okay, here's another question. But I've been on the team. I've been on the team that made it last three years in a row, so. Well. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Wait, here. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you this question. Do you think this, the gold standard at Concordia is white? Like, is that the in in the what I mean by that is? So you look at our our administrative staff, right? They're all white. It's it's pretty white. And if you look at the culture there too, like I I can say for me personally, growing up, like I didn't really want to be seen with like my Asian friends all the time. I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm just gonna be hundred percent honest, and you know, looking back at it now, like I see how fucked up that was. But at the time, I wasn't. Th- I wasn't thinking that. I was. I was thinking like, I just want to be as like well liked and popular as I can, because you know, when you're a kid, like in my opinion, like that's just kind of right. what's important to you. Yeah. And and you know that the standard, <clears throat> I mean, it was mostly white. You know. Yeah, I think, I think I'm kind of like you, Harry. But my reason, I think personally, because I just came from. I just moved from Korea when I was in, when I was going into Shanghai, and so I'd spent two years in public school in Korea. So for me, hanging out with foreigners and white people for me it was a way to dive back into that environment that I missed so much before mm-hmm. Korea. And I also personally didn't like how Koreans only hung out with themselves with each other, and I was more the type of the guy to branch out and socialize, kind of like you and Carl both were. And so that's why I chose to 
hang out with um, what was the white people in the grade because they were the more they were more of there's more variety in what in what they did hanging out. So you want to do other shit? Yeah, for me personally, it was oh yeah, my friends we would go play basketball, we'd go play soccer and stuff like that. Oh my god, it's great! Instead of always sitting in front of a fucking computer, which I already do, eighty percent of the day. Yeah. Hmm. What about you, Carl? For me, <laughs> I feel like it's the complete opposite. Also, because like I came, <clears throat> like my my situation is kind of unique because before Concordia, I was in Korea. in Korea, and when I was in Korea, like I was nine to twelve years old, and like I was at a international school there, but everybody in my class was Korean. There was like one other white guy. Did you go to so, like SFS? What? No, it was TCIS. TCIS. Yeah. But, like, in there in TCIS, like, I would hang out with, like, all Koreans, man. Yeah. And then, like, even outside of school, like, I took, like, swimming lessons and that kind of stuff. And that neighborhood isn't really bustling like, either. Like, there were a couple Koreans there. Dude, no foreigners yeah, in the neighborhood. There's too. nothing in, in that neighborhood. Complex, there was not a single, like, white person. And it's, it's just a mainly, it's a mainly Christian, right? It's a Christian school with a big Christian. Christian neighborhood. No, exactly. So, like, the whole time, I'm just, like hanging out with, like, a bunch of Koreans, and, like, I just became, like, really... It's different from China or Shanghai, because in Shanghai, we had, like, that Jin Chao bubble. Yeah. But, like, the thing in Korea, there was no bubble. I was just, like, totally into the Korean culture. You're really in it. PC Bong, yeah. (laughs) PC Bong, restaurants. Like, I was taking public transportation with my Korean friends and stuff like that, so that was, like, completely different. So when I came to Concordia, that's why, like, I was already nerdy and stuff like that, and I was just awkward, but... I didn't really think about it, anything like that. And I would just hang out with the, like, Koreans or Asians or white people. It didn't matter. And that's why, like, for me, I was, like, becoming really good friends with Jesse and then, like, you, Harry, and then, like, Caleb. And so, like, I kind of just meshed all that together. And You were, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Like, you were, like, a pure kid. Like, yeah, <laughs> you, you were, like, exempt, I think, like, from a lot of the pressures of, like, yeah. I don't know of wanting to fit in, I guess like you, you, I don't feel, I feel like just knowing you, you never really thought too much about that. You're just like, I'm just going to hang no, out never. with people that I enjoy. All right. Well, I guess that's, that's the time we have. It's, it's been a long time. Wow. It's been a long time, but it was so fun. So I had really a terrible glad. time. This yeah, is this is great, man. This is horrible. Harry, you're never coming back oh. on the podcast. <laughs> I thought it was fun. <laughs> no, this is great. Thanks. I, no, yeah. I, no, you guys have been really nice to me too. And whenever I come through Chicago, like that yeah, one time, cool, like one time when Harry was in California with his family, and Carl said, "Oh, just come to my place." Oh yeah, when you locked out Hojip. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when was that? I don't remember. It was like that was the end of Thanksgiving. That because you were still in California with your family, and I just came back from Thanksgiving. Oh, oh, that was fucked up because I don't have service here, so yeah. I didn't get in. <laughs> How do you not have service? What is this country? Dude. You don't understand the Bay Area, like the East Bay is very hilly. There's like, literally, I do not have service here. I'm sorry, Hojo. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm glad I had Carl. I, I, slept, I slept on Carl's couch and it was amazing. I met his roommates the day after and they're all like, oh, yeah. Oh, come, they any, come back anytime. Yeah, they're, they're horrible, man. <laughs> it was great talking to you guys. Thank you so much for doing this. Love you, brother. Love you, man. What are you up to with Alex and Hojip is created and produced by Chincha Productions with original music by Vantage. Go check them out on Spotify. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts with new episodes coming out every Monday at midnight Eastern Standard Time.